Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I don't think that we have to sacrifice downtown Minneapolis for a better life where we live outside in other parts of the metro. And I say that in response to an op-ed that was in the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune from Michael Bjornberg. Counterpoint, the upside of downtown decline. And essentially in his op-ed, what he's, what he's explaining is, in talking about in post-COVID, is that he notes that a lot of the opinions have been about hoping that Minneapolis, and specifically downtown, will re-energize and come back and bounce back from what it's been here the last several years. In that when we look at downtown, maybe not being back yet or being on the decline for the last couple of years is starting to come back. Let's put a positive spin on this. He's stating that there's some positivity that be, that can be taken out of this. And the positivity that can be taken out of it is that look at the impact of work from home. Local neighborhood businesses thriving. Small towns thriving. And that, yeah, downtown has lost some business due to the changing work schedules and patterns and all that stuff, whatever. But, um, and, and I'll quote the sentence here from, the, from his uh, op-ed. When I go to my local coffee shops, cafes, and restaurants, I see businesses buzzing with activity. I see neighbors reconnecting with each other. Is this not a positive impact on the quality of life in the neighborhoods where we live? Yes. It is. It depends on where you live. I guess my thing with this, and I do see their side and their part and where their mindset is. Why should we have to sacrifice the economic hub, downtown Minneapolis or downtown St. Paul, because we believe that the suburbs are going to do much better? will thrive. I I that's a weird way to look at it, at least to me. Because I think that we can do both, right? And by the way, I'm the type of person that yeah, I'm gonna go to Cup of Java right off of downtown Minneapolis and get my coffee uh or tuna melt or whatever I want to and then come into work or whatever. I don't want to sacrifice downtown Minneapolis for the sake of thinking that all is well in the suburbs, so we're all good here. That yeah. make, that's a warped that's a warped way to look at the world. When we talk about 
I'll ask this question. Uh, where do the Minnesota Timberwolves play? Downtown. Where do the Minnesota Vikings play? Downtown. Different city, but where does the Minnesota Wild play? Downtown. Those teams, organizations, companies, they don't play in the suburbs, with all due respect. And this is not a knock about the suburbs. I've lived in several suburbs, right? But I just, I can't get with that, that way of thinking that, you know, all this right in the world because the suburbs are thriving. And yeah, we just, you know, collateral damage is just the fact that downtowns decline because of, of COVID. And, and they go on to say that studies have found that work from home reduces crime rates in the neighborhoods due to pedestrian uh, activity and more eyes on the street. England and Wales cite as examples, experience a 30% drop in crime with work from home lockdown. We all understand that if we got more people working from home, they're going to be more eyes on the community, right? Because those people are going to be home more. Exactly. We get that. I mean, there's a reason, though, why we have police forces, Mm -hmm. right? So I don't know. What do you guys make of this? 651-461-9226. Having a vibrant downtown Minneapolis is essential not only to the Twin Cities, but it's also very essential to the entire state. Yes. Like, and, and that's, you know, for some people that don't want to come to the cities, you don't like, that's, I mean, that's cool. If you don't want to come here, this is not one of those conversations. But there is an economic impact and the way that that money is reallocated to other parts of the state. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like the suburbs are going to be just fine. One thing that the suburbs can do, and I think Excelsior's done this. Uh, I, I think um, uh, Anoka has done it. There has been money that has been put into these downtowns. Like Stillwater's got a great downtown. Mm-hmm. Stillwater's got one of the best downtowns in in the metro. But these cities have the opportunity to, to give it that small town feel when you're in the suburbs. The suburbs can offer something that Minneapolis can't. And I feel like they've got their appeal and they've hooked people. So there are people that have found out how much they like the suburbs and downtown Minneapolis is persona non grata, which is, which is cool. Again, that's cool. I, that's, that's awesome. But downtown Minneapolis, I just feel like it's, it's a different vibe when there's a lot of things going on and, and you want to see it because yeah, when the wolves and the, um, and, and the Vikings and the twins and, you know, downtown around the X downtown St. Paul, it's just a different feel when you've got a bunch of things and a bunch of, of, of shops that are around. It's just different. I, there's also a myth, though, I think, with work from home. And, and I'd love to get people's perceptions or thoughts on this at 651-461-9226. And it has to do with this ideology or this thought that work from home is more productive. I don't. I don't think that that's. I don't. I don't think that that's a hundred percent fact. 
Like, it, it, I, I just don't believe that. I'm not buying that. Like, we, with anything, there's a downside to a lot of stuff, right? Work from home can be very productive, depending on who you are and what you do for a living and the company and the culture of your company. To think or to pitch that work from home is automatically more productive than having to go into work, I'm not buying that. Yeah, it's a case by case basis. Yes, it is. There, I mean, we saw during the pandemic that was day drinking, and I'm not saying that everybody's drinking on the job when you're working from home. I'm not because my wife works from home one day a week now, so and I know how hard she works when she is at home. You do have the benefits to working from home, but then there are also the negatives as well. So yeah, it's some people can handle that. And have the ability to stay focused. And then there are others like, you know what, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do the dishes. I'm going to do laundry or I'm just going to, you know, I I might sit and watch a little TV here and there. And it's like, it's hard because you've got to have a lot of self-discipline in order to be as productive. But it it, it can be done, but it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's not. It's not. Let's take a phone call from uh, from Phil in Minneapolis wants to win. How you doing, Phil? Hey, good, Lake. How you doing? I'm great, man. Good, good. Hey, wanted to touch in. I, I, I work downtown Minneapolis five days a week, and I absolutely love it. It's, I, there was a time where I didn't have the ability to do that, obviously, through the pandemic. But one thing I've noticed that other cities are starting to do is they're starting to try to find ways to get more people to live in their downtown areas. Yep. And it, in order to do that, you need to create, like, in a downtown area that's so compact, like Minneapolis, what are we doing to put schools downtown, more grocery stores downtown, those like cliched suburban essentials that we see where these communities are supposedly thriving. 100% correct. How can we put more of those? Yeah, how can we put more of that downtown so I can say, like, I'm a dad, I've got two girls and a wife, and what can we do to make it so, like, I could find, like, an 1,800-foot, like, 1,800-square-foot place to raise my family downtown and take them to restaurants and daycare and, and school and stuff like that. That's uh, all walkable. 100%, 100%, 100% correct, Phil. I totally am on board with what you're talking about. And, and, and this is the yeah. thing, uh, and, and I'm glad that you brought up this point, but one of the problems that we have, and this is just a Minneapolis problem. Let's just call it for what it is. Mm-hmm. The, the affordability or lack thereof is an issue. There are a lot of there are a lot of um, uh, apartment style living places and stuff that are popping up all over. You've seen you you work in downtown, so you've seen it the same way that I've seen it. Yep. Whether it's North House and Northeast and all these other places that you're putting up in the North Loop, that stuff is is not the most affordable, and specifically, it's not the most affordable for families. But beyond that, it should be tied into um, some sort of developments that will house. Uh, some some grocery stores and some restaurants. Yeah, it can happen right there on Hennepin if you live above that Whole Foods, but where else can we do that? Yep. Right, and, and like, Lake, I'll, I'll even bring this up, too, because there are so many, like, with people not commuting downtown, there are so many empty parking lots. Like, what are we doing, and, and what are we doing to convert these, like, empty parking? Like, I take the orange line in from 35W, I get off on, I think it's 11th Street. Mm-hmm. There's, like, this nasty, decrepit, old parking garage that's, like, three stories tall that's crumbling. Yep. 
It's like, what are we doing? Wake up. Let's let's get that. Let's make that housing. Let's make that place or a place for people to live. And to your point, make it affordable too. Yep. You it, know, I I can't afford a million dollar North Loop condo, but. I can afford a three hundred thousand dollar house in South Minneapolis that I love living in, but no, no question. But this, this is the thing: we need to have. You just touched on another point. Great phone call. You just touched on another point. Yeah. There has to be, and I know people don't want to hear the 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 you know affordable housing, right? Because like, they hear that and they think you know in terms of lower income. We're not talking about lower income, whatever. We're talking about just affordability, just in general, right? I'll give you a perfect example, Phil. Correct. About uh, yeah. this before I left and went to Kansas City. So it's roughly around like 2010. I was at an open house for a place. It was a condo building that was opening up um, about four or five blocks away from here, right by um, HCMC, not that far from U.S. Bank Stadium. And I remember me and Trent Tucker yep. had went over there and was at the open house. It was a, it was a great – I'm talking about a, a, a badass like condo building but this is the thing you know why that building failed and they 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 have never recovered in terms of like the people that were populating it got out of there after like two years is because they never developed anything around it like if you don't if you don't develop yeah. groceries so it, it literally is like two blocks over from the elliott park neighborhood if you know what i'm talking about like you got you got to grow oh, yeah. you got to grow neighborhoods yeah Absolutely, Elliot. I, I, I take sometimes I take the D line through Elliot Park on Chicago Avenue. I mean that neighborhood has all sorts of potential if we can build it up too and, and get more amenities there. And I don't know what those amenities look like to be honest. I mean maybe like I know people have mentioned like doggy daycares or something like that, but like yep. just businesses and amenities to get people where it's like I can live in a place that's not car dependent that I can walk to if I need a glass or a thing of milk or. I need some eggs. I can walk down to a grocery store, a Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, Lunds, Kowalski's, Cub, whatever it might be. Um, I've got great restaurants, bars that I can meet up with friends at and, and just kind of create this almost like not car dependent place for people to live and raise their families. Yep. And yep. The more good people we can get there, like you said, these people in England and Wales that have they're seeing this drop in crime. There's people there. I mean, we need to get more people involved and get more people downtown. That's no, my whole point. No question, man. Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Phil in Minneapolis with a great phone call tonight here on The Lake Show. Um, let's take a brief pause. Alex in St. Uh, Anthony Village, I will get to you first up after the break. I'll give you a couple of minutes to, to, to get it all in. I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate you guys listening. This is The Lake Show right here on The Good Neighbor. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's continue the conversation. I said before the uh, commercial break, we get to Alex St. Anthony Village chiming in on the other uh, topic. How you doing, Alex? Taking my call. Oh, and there you go. My uh, commendations to you and Chris for mentioning and making a point about the tax revenue that is generated by downtown, how it benefits the entire state. That's absolutely appropriate. Yep. What I'm actually calling about, though, is uh, the, the point about uh, the claim of productivity increasing when people work from home. Yep. Uh, granted that the individual, the employee, benefits from avoiding saving on the commute. There's no question about that. But being more productive working from home is absolute hogwash. I don't work in HR, but all of my business-to-business customers are HR professionals. Mm-hmm. And we just we learn from that osmosis that... Yeah, and just common sense, productivity. When you're at home, you've got distractions, laundry, uh, you know, eating, yep. you know, visiting with others, uh, going outside and mowing the lawn, napping. Everybody loves a nap, but come on. And if your children age zero to five were at the office with you, would you be as productive? No. Absolutely not. Uh, of course not. Yeah, I, I think I, you're speaking my language, Alex. But now, I'm not going to say, because I do think it's on a case-by-case. Like I think that there are certain, and everybody's different, right, because not everybody has a family. I know that I don't, whatever. I told, And I can work from home. I mean, that's one thing that, that we found out here with the pandemic is that if I want to do the show from home, which I have not been doing, I've been doing the show coming into downtown Minneapolis every single night, paying for parking, making, you know what I'm saying, doing my part. But if a snowstorm comes tomorrow, maybe I'll be, be home. But you get my point. Like, we get it. We understand that there are outliers to it. But I'm totally with you, Alex. Like, I just, on the surface, I'm just not buying that. Right. Well, thanks for taking the call. I appreciate it, man. Alex uh, checking in from St. Anthony Village. I'm glad that he mentioned that, though, because I <laughs> I know it sounds good, but come on. Like, seriously, there's a lot of distractions working from home. It's, it, and it's so easy. And it, it's not like you have to step away for 45 minutes and do something. I mean, I, again, just putting in a load of laundry, uh, doing the dishes here, going out. Yeah, and, and you know, going to get the mail, like all, it all adds up. Yeah, exactly, it all adds up, and then you look at it, and you're like, out of an eight hour day, how much of that is unaccounted for? Hey, hey, how, how much work productivity is going to take place during March Madness? Right, like we we get that <laughs> it's always been a thing, and and, and, and then the joke is about guys that will get the vasectomies um uh, during um during March Madness, whatever. Right? What? I mean, I mean, no, no, no. Um, um, um. D- d- have you ever heard about guys going and getting snipped? No. What? No, no, no. Well, maybe I have, but t- tell me. I'm, I'm a little scared of where this story is going, but I'm, I'm open to hearing. No, you never heard that. No, I'm, I. Oh well, wow, I, I'm, sh- I'm surprised. No, That's no. Like, it's been like a running bit for like a decade that most men, because they want to relax and chill and hang out and just watch basketball mm-hmm. during the course of March Madness, will make sure that uh, right they around the time they get. Mm-hmm. Real no, I've really? never no. I, honest, honest to goodness. See, when you were talking about not being productive during March Madness, remember the old commercial that they had with the boss button that had the uh, uh, like the the graph or the chart on it, and they're like, here it is from earlier this year, and this is from 
The University of, of Texas Health uh, Science Center in San Antonio, vasectomies increased during March Madness. Oh, see, I, I'm not saying it's not true. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, yeah. I'd, never, I'd never heard about it. Huh. I'm not. And it's that... been going back for years. There's <laughs> even MichiganMedicine.org is, is cited here. It's a lot of stuff here. God, man, I, I like college basketball, but I'm not willing to get snipped just to stay home and watch basketball. Yeah, right. No, I'm not. No, we're talking NFL players. No, no. Without your team in it, I Come mean, on, no. no, I, I can't think of there's anything that I would want to sit and watch that that I would be like, you know what, I'm going to get a vasectomy just so I can watch TV. I don't think there's anything that I would want that that could. No, there there's nothing that I could be like, man, I got to get a vasectomy so I can watch TV. Mm, no. Would you do? I mean, this, this year's your chance. No, this, I, haven't, this, I don't have any ch- kids yet. This so, is my chance. Oh, so, so no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going on. You got to slip a couple past the goalie, and then you'll be like, "Did I be gold?" Then you'll be gold. <laughs> I stay golden, Cody, Pony boy. You know who's golden? Matthew Collar with his NFL takes. He's and purple and golden. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk to him next year on the Lake Show. I really shouldn't speak for Matthew Collar and say that he is thoroughly going to enjoy this cold weather. I guess I should ask him first. Are you one of those individuals that's been like, man, I want the snow. I want the cold weather. This isn't winter. How are you feeling about the impending snow coming up? Uh, No, that is not me. I have uh, enjoyed our unseasonably warm winter. I uh, am not into skiing or snowboarding or snowmobiling or any of that stuff. But I am into sitting on my couch and watching football for two days straight so i'll be doing that all right well i I would assume that that's the case with the purple insider let's start with the vikings then i want to ask you some questions about your thoughts about the uh, the nfl postseason of which the vikings are not a part of um did i take this the wrong way or is it out of context or maybe i'm just hearing things but did it sound like that Kirk Cousins potentially is looking at taking or giving the Minnesota Vikings a hometown discount coming off of the torn Achilles to remain here? I guess the way I would put it is sort of. Um, because <laughs> he, he, well, he was asked directly about that, I'm a, and, and even the words hometown discount were used when he was asked. And Kirk Cousins said that at this point in his life, he's made a lot of money. And it's not always the number one priority to stuff as much cash in his pocket as possible. But then he added, it's really about what the money represents. And it was kind of like, <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, Kirk's point is that, uh, is he willing to be flexible? Yes. Is he willing to take $15 million while Daniel Jones is making 40 Absolutely not. And so how much he needs it to represent is a major part of this discussion. But then he said that really the structure is more important than the actual dollars, which means it's not so much the uh, per year as it is the guaranteed. So if you know the Vikings are coming in with $20 million guaranteed and he wants $40 million guaranteed – then welcome uh, new, the new quarterback to the Atlanta Falcons, Kirk Cousins. But if they can get close on that, then there is a realistic possibility that he could return. And it seems this whole thing comes down to that. The Vikings have a price on Kirk Cousins. 
and I don't think they're going to move it too much. And Kirk Cousins has a price on himself, and I don't think he's going to move it too much. And that's how we kind of got here, actually, because they came to a standstill last year. So it could very well happen again, or they could both end up being more flexible than they were last year. Do you have a sense for whether Kevin O'Connell and Quasey absolutely want to have Kirk Cousins back at a reasonable price? Uh, the word absolutely there is uh, doing, doing some work. Um, they, okay. do not, they do not absolutely uh, need Kirk Cousins back. I think that what, what they want is Kirk Cousins back at their price, and that's what they wanted last year as well. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, look, if you're Quasey at Apple uh, yeah, you can move money around and, you know, you can try to do better in the draft and you can try to make trades and try to sign players and everything else. But you are working at a severe disadvantage when your quarterback is expensive. And I looked up how many teams have had success when their quarterback has a top 10 salary cap hit. And you'll never believe it. The only guys who have gotten to the Super Bowl with a top 10 cap hit are all GOATs. It's like, you know, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and so forth. And Matthew Stafford was able to do it with the Rams, but I don't really look at that as being a comparable situation because the Rams were all in and they spent all their future draft capital to go out and get Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham and load up their roster for a one-year run that ended up working out. But they were a dropped pass or a dropped interception away from it not working out. Yeah. I mean, it just shows you how like difficult it, it can be. And Quasi Adafomenza has already been on record once uh, when he first got here saying, you don't go full Rams. So I, I don't think that, uh, that they're going to do it at any price that's beyond what they think they can build the rest of the roster for. And then there's the complication of the fact that 36-year-old quarterbacks historically, again, if you're not named Peyton Manning, uh, you're not named Ben Roethlisberger. You're not named Drew Brees. There's just not a lot of history of success. And, by the way, he's coming off an Achilles injury. So there were a lot of caveats that were added to Quasey's most notable quote from the other day where he said he had the intent to bring back her cousins. But then he said, but there's a lot of risk involved. Wink, wink, nod, nod. We're not paying you like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking to Matthew Cowler, Purple Insider, here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830 W. CCO, what was the most disappointing thing with everything that happened in this uh, NFL season for the Minnesota Vikings? What was the most disappointing part of the season for the Minnesota Vikings? And what would you say was the most encouraging? Well, I think the most disappointing was probably something that went under the radar, uh, weirdly, at the end of the season, which was the defense completely collapsed. I mean, they gave up 120 points over the last four weeks. And there were several games where they are one stop away from having a real chance of just winning one more game and, and potentially being in the playoffs. And they just never got those stops. And, and, you know, look, I mean, that's not necessarily the defensive coordinator's fault. Injuries, you know, piled up and also snap counts piled up for guys who had never played that many snaps before, like Harrison Phillips or a lot of the inexperienced players. At the same time, the defense was what they rode to be in the playoff race. I mean, I wasn't the least bit surprised that backup quarterbacks struggled because that's why they're backup quarterbacks. If Nick Mullins was great, he'd make $40 million too. But he's not, so he doesn't. Uh, and, yeah, I wasn't terribly surprised about you know some other things like the running game never really getting going uh, and so forth. But I think that we, set, we got to a standard of the defense playing so well that when they didn't, 
we kind of looked at, you know, the interceptions and so forth, but they're a stop away in Cincinnati from being right there. They're a stop away against Detroit from being right there. And uh, they just couldn't get it done. Um, You know, in the end, they still end up with a higher draft pick because they lost those games. But it looked like they were going to have a top five to eight type of defense, and they end up more in the middle of the league. And, you know, I I mean, now you look at where they're going to be at going forward and you go, well, how many of those guys even do they have to build around on the defensive side? And the answer is not that many, like only a couple uh, on the defensive side. So it felt like, it felt like a lot of really good performances just kind of ended up for, for nothing, um, you know, like Daniil Hunter and, and that kind of thing. So this was, I think, one of the most annoying years for Vikings fans because there was enough games to sort of say, yeah, we were kind of close, but not really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, assess the last year's free agency, offseason free agency for the Vikings. What kind of grade would you get them in hindsight when you look at, at the moves that they made? Well, obviously, Marcus Davenport, their biggest signing, was a complete bust uh, because he got hurt. And yeah. the thing is that, you know, normally I would tell you, look, it's just bad luck. But Marcus Davenport was hurt for his entire career. Yep. And uh, a Saints reporter, when the Vikings signed him, messaged me and said, you know, get ready because every week it's going to be something with this guy. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not his fault necessarily. It's just there are some players who their bodies have been through so much that, that's just what it's going to be. They're, they're, they're not going to be able to stay healthy. And when he did get hurt, it was, you know, kind of a bad luck thing, but that's just been Marcus Davenport. So you can't even come close to calling that a success. Uh, Dean Lowry was never probably going to work out, but he got hurt as well. And, and aside from that, I thought Byron Murphy Jr., we really saw actually his value when he went out uh, because the defense and the secondary had a ton of problems after Byron Murphy went out. And so his – his PFF grades were just okay, but I thought he was better than, than his grades this year. I thought he was, he was a good player. And he actually matters for the future, so that, that's a good signing. But, you know, the reality of this thing is it all ties back into the quarterback. When you have an expensive quarterback, you have to play in the bargain bin. And sometimes you find a bargain, and, uh, you know, you, you shine it up, and uh, you sell it on eBay for a lot more than you bought it for. But a lot of times what you're buying in the bargain bin is junk. And that's, that's just kind of how it works out. And that's why when they go forward here, they have to consider, can you really build a team around Kirk Cousins? Many have tried, all have failed. And usually a lot of the failures are in free agency where you're going out and, you know, bringing in Sheldon Richardson didn't really work. Bringing in Michael Pierce didn't really work. Bashad Breland, right? Like these are the types of signings and now Marcus Davenport that you end up with when you're paying an expensive quarterback. So I, I need uh, somebody to convince me that it's going to be any different than this if they bring back Cousins on an expensive deal. All right, let's go through the games that we have here for this opening weekend. I'm going to cite the game and the matchup, and then you give me your thoughts. Uh, Cleveland at Houston. I think uh, Cleveland's defense is going to be just uh, a monster for C.J. Stroud to deal with. Love, love, love what I've seen from C.J. Stroud. Dude has incredible poise, has no problem putting that city on his back. But Cleveland has – if Cleveland had a quarterback this year, that team might have won 13 or 14 games. It's a a super stacked team. I lean a little bit toward the Browns in this one because I think that defense is just monstrous. But good for the Texans, man. 
When people tell you that, uh, you know, if you tank, it takes 10 years to rebuild, guess not. They had two wins last year, and now they're hosting a playoff game. All right, Miami heads into Kansas City. That's a very interesting matchup on Saturday night. We got Dan Marino and Joe Montana in this game. It's going to be great. Um, Marcus Allen coming out of the backfield. OJ McDuffie. No, I mean this is this this one. I, I kind of feel bad for Tua. I mean, to get to the playoffs, he's the league leader in passing, and then he's got to go to Kansas City when it's minus thirty or whatever. Uh, it's just that one. I think that one team is built way better to win that game in the cold than the other, and I, I think Kansas City has a massive advantage in that one. All right, let's jump to Sunday. Pittsburgh at the Buffalo Bills. Another horrible weather game. Uh, Mason Rudolph, uh, what did he play at Oklahoma State? Well, uh, get your mittens on, Mason. This one's going to be pretty tough uh, for them as well. This is why you draft Josh Allen, right? He's got big hands. He can throw the ball real hard. No, Buffalo has been playing as well as any team in the league, and they always feel like they're you know just one mistake away from kind of falling apart, and yet, I think that they're the team that nobody wants to face in the playoffs is the Bills, so I would take them in this game. All right, uh, do the Green Bay Packers have a chance going on the road to face the Dallas Cowboys? I think they have more of a chance than their record makes it look like because of the way they've played in the second half. And uh, earmuffed Vikings fans, Jordan Love is really good, and it's a, it's going to be a problem for a long time. And, man, this Dallas team really knows how to blow a playoff game but I think that this is the strongest version under Mike McCarthy of Dallas. This might be the strongest version of the Dallas Cowboys since Tony Romo couldn't hold a 19-yard field goal or whatever it was uh, years ago. I mean, this is a really stacked team. At home, they've been unbeatable, so I would take the Cowboys. Sunday night, we've got the Los Angeles Rams facing the Detroit Lions, uh, the team that everybody kind of fell in love with this year, the Detroit Lions. What a home game. Your thoughts on that one? I don't think I've ever seen Matthew Stafford play better football in his entire career than this year, and wouldn't it just be appropriate for him to go back where he is beloved? And also, by the way, if Nick Mullins could put up 800 yards in two games against the Lions, I fear for their defense. I would take the upset here with uh, the Rams. I, I booked it uh, days ago. I've got I've got the L.A. Rams money line. I I, I, I don't. I just think that they're going to, and you decided, I think that Matthew Stafford's going to pick apart the Detroit Lions secondary, and I think that they win. I don't think they can pressure him. They, they really didn't pressure Nick Mullins all that much. I mean, that, that, yeah, there's a lot of open receivers. They have an incredible receiver duo, and uh, I, I will take Sean McVay over just a, about almost any coach. So that's, I think all signs are pointing to the Rams there. All right, the final one, Monday Night Football, it will be the Philadelphia Eagles facing the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is by far the worst matchup, so that means it'll be the best game. That's my prediction. It's like sometimes when two really flawed teams play in the playoffs, it gets ridiculous. And, uh, you know, the, neither team is good. The Eagles had a lot of talent lo- uh, leave after they went to the Super Bowl last year. It really showed up as the season went along. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I think, has been battling an injury that's limited his mobility so- this year. And Tampa Bay has a pretty nasty defense. But are we really trusting, like, Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay? I don't know. I feel like I want to take the Bucks here because the Eagles just seem to be a little bit in peril at this point. But maybe they'll maybe they'll figure it out. I'm not sure. I kind of want to go with the home team. All right. Well, uh, Matthew, uh, congratulations. We made it through an entire segment where I didn't bore you at all. 
because um, sometimes yeah, I, I kind of hear you yawning in the background in your responses. But, no, in, in all seriousness, man, uh, appreciate the time, and I'll talk to you next week. I have never been bored on the air or <laughs> listening to you in my car, uh, Henry. It's always, it's always intense. So thank you. I'm always here for you. All right. Uh, we'll talk to Matthew Collard next week, uh, the Purple Insider himself right here on The Good Neighbor. All right. We will take a break. We'll come back. Um, and we'll, uh, well, you know what? We don't have time for headlines. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more football. We'll do headlines a little bit later right here on The Good Neighbor. All right. Thanks again to Matthew Collar for being here on the show. I just, I look at this weekend's matchups, man, and I think that most people think that the second weekend of the postseason with the National Football League is the best matchups. When you get into the divisional. Yeah, yeah. and I agree with that, especially after mm-hmm. looking at the matchups this weekend. I just, blah. There's kind of like whatever. I'll, um, there's certain teams I'm going to root for, not saying that they're all going to win, because I don't, clearly I'm not going to go undefeated, because if I was that confident, in all these games, I'd be betting on all of them, only betting on maybe maybe one or two of them. Uh, real quickly, I'll go through the matchups and tell you who mm-hmm. I'm rooting for and who I okay. like. I'm with Matthew. I think that Cleveland has the edge here because of their defense, but I am going to root for the Houston Texans. Cleveland's a different team on the road, though, and, and this game is going to be in Houston. I'll take I'll take C.J. Stroud. I think that game's going to be a shootout because okay. Cleveland on the road, completely different than Cleveland at home. Uh Kansas City is hosting Miami. Uh, Kansas City's not played well. They just they haven't. They 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 look like a shell of themselves. Miami doesn't beat good teams on the road. That's been an issue for them, and it's going to be super cold. And uh, look, and I'm not. I hope he. I hope he doesn't get hurt. I hope he's fine. But you talk about uh, cold temps. Mm-hmm. And guys getting put on the turf, that's not a good recipe for Tua. Yeah, I mean Tua's had problem. I I don't think the weather is going to do them any problem. You know, any favors. Mike McDaniel last week in a win, and you get the number two seed, seventy seven in Miami. It's going to be minus five in Kansas City. Great googly moogly. I'm taking the chefs. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Clearly, I'm Gross. rooting for Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I, I can't look at their quarterback and say with confidence that they're going to go in there and win. So I'm going to go with Buffalo there. Josh, the Bills right now they were dead and buried. But that game against Dallas, I think, woke people up. Dallas over the Packers. I think we both agree there. Yep. yep. Uh, I got the Rams over Detroit. I do too. Yeah. And the final one, Philadelphia. I just think the Philadelphia is a better team. I know that they played horrible the last month. They're better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to go out and I feel dirty. For saying this, but I'm going to take Baker because Philly's defense it isn't good. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Baker over a banged up Eagles team. All righty, all right. Coming up next, whoa, we got a couple of college football nuggets to get into. We do that next year on the Late Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.